Hi, and welcome to another episode of For Streaming Out Loud. And this episode, I'm going to do something slightly different, as this isn't a film that you can just see on streaming. But after I watched it, it was just such an extraordinary reaction that I had, that I just had to, you know, record some thoughts about it. And the film is St. Elmo's Fire. And it's an iconic 80s film, like Breakfast Club, and I really like Breakfast Club. Um, but it's really not like Breakfast Club. And before I go any further, there will be some spoilers. It came out in 1985, so I feel like enough time has passed that I can actually spoil um, this film. So, it follows a bunch of smug, self-obsessed, ghastly characters. Just total spoiled brats all. Which was a bit of a put-off. Now, I don't want to think that you have to have characters that you like or root for for the film to be good. You absolutely don't. But there was just something about these characters that, oh, they're just the worst. Like, they're just awful. Okay, so... It's a Joel Schumacher film, and... The whole look of the film is completely unreal. Like, the sets and and the whole aesthetic of it just doesn't look real at all. Like, there's some outdoor scenes, and that just looks like a soundstage or something. It just doesn't look right. Um, and these group of people... So they've just graduated and they're trying to establish themselves. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do in life. So it's a coming-of-age tale. Um, They're a little bit older than what you might expect from a coming-of-age tale. Like, they've just graduated um, from Georgetown, I think. They all went to Georgetown. Um, Not a a good look for Georgetown grads if, you know, that's what happens to you after you graduate from that university. So, there's really no plot to speak of. No real plot. Um, So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus on some of the... I'll call them plot lines uh, for some of the characters to give a flavour as to what this film is about. So, let's start with Billy Hicks, who is played by Rob Lowe. And, you know, he really can't find his place in life. He plays a saxophone, like, that's his personality. He's the sax player. And he carries it everywhere, but rather extraordinarily, he never puts it in a case. He's just got it, like, over his, you know, like, over his shoulder, and he's just, like, lumping this saxophone around. It's like, protect your saxophone, you stupid man. Put it in a case. It's, like, completely mental. So... At one point, quite near the end of the film, he attempts to rape Jules, who's played by Demi Moore. And then no more is said of it. She rejects him, she kind of fights him off. It's like, well, that's something that he did. It's like, what is going on here? Um, He has a wife and a kid um, that he isn't with and isn't providing for them at all and this is a spoiler he then just leaves town he's like oh she'll get married to this other dude 
I'm just gonna completely abandon them. That's that's okay. And it's like, oh yeah, you just go somewhere then. That's that's awesome. What a swell guy. Again, what is going on in this film? Just completely, completely demented. So Jules, played by Demi Moore, as I said, and she's a spendthrift who sleeps with her boss and then gets sacked. And she loses everything because she can't afford to pay for all her stuff. She clearly has some kind of breakdown at some point. And again, it just doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. It's like, oh, well, you know, you've clearly been struggling. You've had this kind of episode that we've had to burst into your apartment. Nah, that's okay. Let's just let's just leave that and not not think that that means anything. So Judd Nelson, uh, Ali Sheedy, and Andrew McCarthy—they are involved in a love triangle. Um, and in some scenes, when they're all kind of fighting over the Ali Sheedy character, they're just vile to her, like so commanding and whatever else here's one bright spot in this film she actually kind of tells them look i'm just gonna kind of be on my own you pair of wretches um so that's one in the plus column for this for this film so here's one of the worst things so kirby keeger who's played by emilio estevez and I would say he is involved in the most insane part of this film. And it all starts off when he bumps into the Andy McDowell um, character. She plays a doctor and he's at the hospital and he bumps into her and he's like, oh yes, I kind of love this woman. Um, I knew her kind of at university. And so he becomes a stalker. So, when she doesn't come to a party that he's arranged, he just goes into this kind of absolutely, like, psychopathic rage that she didn't turn up. And he eventually tracks her down at one point to, like, a log cabin. He's driven through this snow, so God knows how far he's he's actually gone in his jealous rage. And... She's up there in this cabin skiing with her boyfriend. And he's clearly, like, just completely <clears throat> in his rage. So what happens? Yes, they invite him in and ask him to stay. <laughs> so he stays. Completely demented. Just completely stupid. Um, And what's more crazy is... That it's all just seen as, oh well. Like, she's kind of flattered and, oh, isn't that cute that he's behaving like this? It's not. It's disturbing. It's wrong. It's just horrendous. The whole thing is horrendous. Joel Schumacher directed and wrote this absolute garbage. Like... Is it so famous because it's that garbage? Like, how is this even... How is this film even a thing? It's just awful. Wouldn't recommend anybody watch it unless they just wanted to see how absolutely foul this film is with foul characters from start to finish. I can't even bear to speak about it anymore so that's all i'm gonna say it's rubbish
So that's it. Um, you can follow me on at StreamLoudPod on Twitter. And I'm going to start to write a bit more um, written reviews. And so I think the website URL is on my um, Twitter profile. So thanks so much for listening. Please avoid St. Elmo's fire. And uh, speak to you later. Thanks. Bye.